a psalm that really is the Word of God psalm. It is a psalm that I believe all but five verses in it directly speak about the Word of God using words like His law, His commandments, His statutes, His, his precepts. But all throughout it, <clears throat> He's dealing with the Word of God and He, and He gives many, many characteristics and blessings of the Word of God. <clears throat> and again, we're reminded about the Bible. The Bible has been banned throughout history in various countries. It's been burned, <clears throat> and yet it is more widely read than any other book throughout history. It has been more frequently attacked than any book throughout history. And generations of intellectuals have tried to discredit it. Dictators have outlawed it and executed those that um, read it or printed it or said they believed it. Um, and yet, throughout history... Um, there have been soldiers that have carried the Bible into battle believing it is stronger than any weapon that they could carry with them. Um, fragments of it have been, been smuggled into countries and have transformed lives. Um, portions of it have been brought to um, solitary cells and have changed criminals ruthless killers into gentle giants. There is no book like the Word of God. And, and in realizing that, <clears throat> understanding what God has given us, um, this, this last week in, in the chapter that we are going over, it, it mentioned um, hold up a piece of paper or a tissue and to blow on it, and where where did the air come from? Well, it came from us. And when it uses the term, the Bible, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, it literally means it is God-breathed. The paper is the human vessels that recorded it, but God breathed upon them, and they recorded the scripture and and in understanding it wasn't it wasn't like these were man's ideas the the bible is god's message to man it is not man's message about god that changes everything and in understanding when we say it is god's word we, we get so familiar with that that it sometimes loses its power. This is, this is God speaking. This isn't, this isn't President Trump or Governor Reynolds or Dr. Fauci or anybody else. This is God. And you know what? God has a way better record than any and all of them. He's never been wrong. And, and to think that God would speak to us, that He would speak to me, I mean, think of that. 
I mean, if, if you went to Des Moines tomorrow and, and you stopped to get gas and you got out to get the gas and across the pump was Governor Reynolds and she came over to you and said, hi, how are you, fellow citizen? And visited with you, you'd probably come home and say, I couldn't believe it. I don't care what you think of the governor. You would say, the governor went out of her way to speak to me. This is, this is God. Breathed his word to mankind and he's given us this book and, and it is imperative on us that we study the Word of God so that, number one, we can know God. As, we, as we've been saying this entire year, that's what we need to glory in, that we know God. That's what will prepare us for the days that we're living in. That's what will carry us through to eternity is knowing God, glory in that, not in anything else. So, you cannot know God apart from the Word of God. And that's, that's why He's given us this, that we may know God. Our attitude toward, toward the Word of God reflects how much do we really want to know Him. And, and so it's important for us to study the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. The, the whole nature of that that Paul wrote to Timothy is you need to be studi- a, a studious um, student that almost sounds redundant, but it's not. There are many students that have not been studious, okay? And, and we need to be diligent in our study. Why? So that we would not be ashamed. And, and there's many, many ways that we end up ashamed. We, we violate God's Word. We get into trouble. And God says, you're in this trouble because you violated this truth. Oh, I didn't know that. And we're shamed because we didn't know that. But the ultimate shame will be when we stand before God and, and we are not able to reflect that we have been students, that we valued God enough that we valued His Word. And so he said, I, I, it's imperative to us that we study the Word of God. And, and I want us to just look at, at several verses in Psalm 119 and just bring out some of the characteristics of God's Word and why it is so important for us. Look at Psalm 119 and verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. God's word is eternal. I mean, you, you think of that. What do you have in this life that you can identify as eternal? 
Our soul is going to live somewhere forever. But God's Word is the only other thing that is eternal. Security comes when you build your life around that which cannot be taken away, that which is eternal. Everything else in this life will be taken away. But God's Word is eternal. I mean, you think of this. This is the Word of God that He used men like John and Mark and Paul and Peter to record. And and throughout all the generations, the same Word of God has been passed down. It's the same truth that the first century Christians. It's the same truth that that the Moravians and Waldensians and, and many others throughout history willingly gave their lives because they believed this. And now, this is God's Word to us. And, and despite all the attacks, do not you think that, that one of the chief things on Satan's agenda would be to eliminate the Word of God? Absolutely. That's what he would love to do. But God says there's no way that he can do that. My word is eternal and and it is forever. And so that's another reason why we ought to study it. Look at chapter 119, verse 9. <clears throat> we study the Bible because it cures and prevents sin. Every one of us have a problem with sin, a major issue with sin. And and you can go to all the support groups you want. You can ten, attend as many church services as you want. You can do all these things, but it's by the Word of God that we first of all learn the cure for sin, and it is by the Word of God that then we prevent sin. Verse 9 of Psalm 119, how can a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Notice, how can a young man cleanse his way? Here we are. We're born into this world. We're born in sin. How can I, how can I cleanse this? Um, Friday night, I put some junk in the back of my truck to, to take to the dump. And one of it was an old, old metal container that had some roofing tar in it. Well, when I went to the dump to dump it, I found out that it had a hole in the bottom of it and roofing tar was all over the back of my pickup bed. Now, I'm glad I don't have a $60,000 pickup that doesn't have any scratches or dents on it. But it, the stuff I was taking to the dump was all covered with this. You know, I, I didn't know it and I went to grab this microwave that needed to go to the dump, and I went to pull, and it stuck, and I thought, I know I'm getting weaker, but I didn't think it was going that fast. And then I look, and it's stuck in this asphalt. 
And and so I thought, ay, ay, ay. So I came home yesterday, and I got an old broom, and I poured some gasoline. Good thing I don't smoke, right? <laughs> poured some gasoline in there, and I started. Well, first, before I did that, I took a putty knife and scraped it and put it in a bucket, and it still has more work that it needs done on it. Sin is worse than roofing asphalt. There's only one thing that can cure it, and that's Jesus Christ. And you'll only find that through the Word of God. And once we have Jesus Christ, He grants forgiveness, but we still battle with sin. And wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? And he goes on and he says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against you. It's through memorizing the word of God and meditating on it when we're tempted to sin that we choose to meditate on the word of God. And Satan is no match for God's Word. When Jesus Christ was tempted, think of this. This is Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. When He was tempted three times, every time He quoted Scripture, it is written, every time, it is written, it is written. He used the sword of the Spirit. We, we used to sing the kids' song, resist Satan, resist Satan, he will flee, he will flee. When you use the Bible, he cannot defeat you, he will flee. But it's not using the Bible that gets us into trouble. We, we say we believe it, but when we're tempted, it's, it's going to the Word of God. It It is greater than our sin. It cures and prevents sin. Then, look at Psalm 119 and verse 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We need to study the word because it gives direction and wisdom. Your word is a light unto my feet, and a lamp unto my path. We live in dark, dark days, and we need to know where we should go, what we should do. We need wisdom that is from above. And I understand. James said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. But it's more than asking. It's not just asking and ignoring the Word of God. In fact, James says, whoever looks into the perfect law of God and and does not continue in it, doesn't allow it to work in his life and goes his way, he's a fool. Yes, we need to ask for wisdom, but our part is, I need to saturate in the Word of God. It is a lamp. It gives us wisdom. And as we ask God, and as we go to the Word, it gives us wisdom. If there's one prayer that we ought to pray that then ought to be backed up by our actions, it's this. God, give me wisdom, 
And God, give me wisdom as I read your word. Help me to see the truth. Help me to see you. Help me to see the application of it in my own life and what you want me to do with it. It it gives direction and wisdom. Look at verse number 50 in Psalm 119. Well, look at verse 49. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. The proud have me in great derision, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I remembered your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. You notice twice in those verses, he's making reference to the Word of God and to the comfort that God's Word brings. God's Word brings comfort and strength. Have any of you needed comfort in 2020? Have any of you needed strength? Just, I mean, the things that we're mentally wrestling with as we see, as we see, I was going to say, as we see our nation go up in smoke and literally, I mean, the things, we, it should drive us to the Word of God for comfort and then for strength, for hope, he says. I mean, listen, this is the only place that you're going to find it. And throughout all of history, there have been people that have built their lives on the Word of God and in the midst of the most severe persecution and the most wicked nations that you can imagine, they stayed true to the Word of God because they went to it for strength, they went to it for comfort, they went to it for help. It provides comfort and strength. Notice Psalm 119 and verse 7. And throughout this psalm, but we just mentioned one, I will praise you with the uprightness of heart when I learn your righteous judgments. Study the Word of God to have genuine praise. You know what? The more you're in the Word of God, the more you'll praise Him. He said, I will praise you when I have learned your righteous judgments. When you see the truth of God and, and you see how it is, is overarching all of history and working in and through everything, and when you see the handiwork of God, when you know the working of God in your own heart, it produces genuine, genuine praise. Many times we are greatly lacking in praise. And it's in direct, it's just not, well, I need to pump myself up and feel positive to praise God. No, it's in direct correlation with our relationship to the Word of God. God intended this to be the most important thing in our life. And when we do, it will produce genuine praise that, that isn't, created by our own thoughts and our own, oh, everything's going good, so praise God. A praise that, that um, perseveres through the difficult times. It also brings true and lasting success. Joshua 1.8, he said, if you meditate in God's Word, he said, I will bless you. 
And, and the blessing is more than just an earthly blessing. The blessing is that which is, which is permanent and, and eternal. And I remind you again, we study the Word of God because it's eternal. Someday, I am going to answer and the standard is the Word of God. And I, I need to know what the standard is. You know, when, when, when you're in college and some professors will say, here, here's what I'm, I'm giving you. These are the things that are going to be on the test. If you're, <clears throat> if you're there to get a grade, jump through the hoops so you can get a diploma and go out and, um, say you went to college. Your ears perk up. Oh, that's all I need to know. And you just forget everything else. This is what I need to know for the test. And you study those things. Anybody ever been there, done that? Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you'll get a book, a used book, and they've marked in the book this is on a quiz, this is on a quiz, this is on the final test, this is on the... Any of you ever bought any of those books? They've gone away from that. Now they get new books every year. One, to make more money, and two, to stop that, okay? But a wise person says, oh, if this is on the test, if this is what I'm going to be judged by, then that's what I study. God's given us it's eternal. I'm someday going to match up with it. It doesn't matter if the world says, oh, that doesn't apply today. Wait, it's eternal. And, and I need to be studying Scripture to know God's Word, to know God's ways. <clears throat> one, of the, one of the Baptist distinctives, and it is the chief one, is this, the Bible is our only rule for authority and practice. We don't have a convention that tells us, yeah, we believe the Bible, but then this book tells us how to run things. We don't have a district superintendent telling us how to... The Bible is our only rule for authority and practice. It, it places a supremacy on the Word of God. So it it should be really without without question we should be students of the word of god if we really believe that the bible is my only authority for the rule of my life and for my practice in my personal life in my family and in our church body the bible must be the final authority for all decisions in our lives. <clears throat> I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know what, if, if we obeyed God like we do the CDC, there'd be revival in our land, wouldn't there? I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if we obeyed the Bible like we obey doctors... There'd be revival. This is God. 
He's never made a mistake. And you think, whoa, you said it? But because he's out of sight, out of mind, we think, oh, well. And because you don't get struck by a lightning bolt the moment you disobey it, oh, well. And what we're seeing in our nation today, what we're seeing in our nation today is the result of going back and saying, we don't need God in our nation. In 1962, they said, no, you can't have the Bible in school. In 1963, they said you can't have prayer. Maybe I've got those turned around. But 62 and 63, for over 50 years, we have have spurned the truth of God's Word throughout our land. And in particular, in our universities. You wonder, you wonder why. For 50 years or more, all they've heard is what's bad about America. Do you wonder why they have a problem with the American flag? All they've heard is what's bad about America. We don't know. We don't know our spiritual history. Even as believers, we don't know the hand of God. And God says in His Word, if you reject My Word, I I just read again yesterday, and this is why reading Proverbs is so important. Proverbs 13 and verse 13. He who despises the Word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. There again, reminded again, as you read a proverb a day, if I despise the Word of God, Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone. But by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know what? <clears throat> I wish we, I wish we were as as word-conscious as we are health-conscious sometimes. I joke about kale, and I eat kale when it's given to me. I never order kale. I don't know anybody that goes to a restaurant and orders kale. Well, maybe maybe a kale salad. I wish we were as pure-minded about the Word of God as we are about everything else. We want to we wanna have our garage in order. We want to have our house in order. We want to have our health in order. The only thing that matters to have in order is God's Word ordering our life. That's all that's going to matter. And the reality is, everything in our life, everything in our nation, rises and falls on our relationship to the Word of God. <clears throat> Paul wrote, I believe it was Paul, but in the book of Hebrews anyway, we read, he said, I wish I could write unto you as mature, but he says, I have to write unto you as babes in Christ because you are, and this is the words that he used, you are unskillful in the use of the word. In other words, 
it, it's like you're, you're given this gun and you, it's like you've never had a gun before and you don't know what to do and you're fumbling around with it. You're unskillful. We don't praise much of those that are skillful in the Word. I'm not saying knowledgeable in the Word. There's a difference between being knowledgeable in the Word and skillful in the Word. There are people that know everything about something, but they never use it. But it's being skillful. I'm applying God's Word. This is what God's Word says in my life right here. And this is how it's rearranging my life. This is how it's readjusting my life. We must be armed with the Scripture. And we must learn to be skillful in the use of it. When the the wicked thoughts come into our mind that we have Scripture, that we're ready and, and we're able to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we're able to whittle down the lies of Satan and say, that's not truth, get out of here. With the Word of God. It's, it's learning to, to know this is my weakness, so, so this, is, this is the truth that I'm going to hide in. in. In the book, The Glorious God, Glorious Gospel, it has a chart there. Family verses, situations that come up in life, and then it says, and get a, get a Scripture verse that relates to it. And we need to learn to be skillful. It's good to come to church, but you need to learn to be skillful in the use of the Word, applying it to the situations in your life. If the current events of our world do not drive us to the Word, I don't know what will. A.W. Tozer said, Whatever keeps me from my Bible is my enemy... However harmless it may appear to me. And you know, there's some good things that keep us from our Bible. But there's nothing like the pure Word of God. Reading books about the Bible are good, but there's nothing like the Word of God. I mean, getting in, this is, this is God speaking to us. <clears throat> William McPherson was a superintendent of a stone quarry when a blast severely injured him, taking off both arms, and he lost his eyesight. He was so determined to read the Bible that he learned to read the raised letters of Braille Bible with the tip of his tongue. It is said that he read through the Bible four times in that manner. A hunger and thirst after righteousness. You can't, God said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. You you can't hunger and thirst after righteousness without having the Word of God play a prominent place in your life. And you may be sitting here today, and, and honestly, the Word of God 
has not played a part in your life at all. The last time you personally picked up the Word of God to read it yourself, it may have been weeks or months ago. First of all, you better check, am I a child of God? If that's true in our life, a person that has life, a baby comes into this world and it desires the milk. There's a desire for that. If there is no desire for the Word, honestly, I don't care what you've prayed, you better go back and check if you're a child of God. You better get that settled because there will be, God's Word tells us, there will be a desire for the Word. If you're here today and you say, you know what, <clears throat> I, I, I've been lax about my attitude toward the Word of God, you know, <clears throat> invariably, invariably, when whenever I meet with people regarding things not going well in their lives or sin or whatever else, invariably I'll get around to, tell me how things are with the Word. You and the Word. Overwhelmingly. Not good. No, I haven't been reading lately. Why? This book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from this book. And and I don't know about you, but I know <clears throat> that I am so weak that I need this over and over and over again and often, and not just a ten-minute thing in the morning. I The more I saturate my mind... Whatever work I'm doing, the more I, I am thinking on the Word of God, the stronger I am. And, and the reality is, um, we need to see that it is only by faith that we have the victory, and faith only comes through the Word of God. Romans 10:17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's part of our equipment in the battle. And, and it is necessary that we would see a revival among we as believers to the Word of God. John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, which second only to the Bible, is Pilgrim's Progress in in sales. But this is what he said. Read the Bible and read it again. And do not despair of help to understand something of the will and mind of God. Though you think they are fast locked up from you, neither trouble yourself, though you may not have commentaries and expositions, Pray and read and read and pray. And for a little from God is better than a great deal from man. Do you hear what he said? A little bit from God is way better than a great deal from man. He says, it doesn't matter if you think, if you think, I'm not understanding. If you're a child of God, you pray and read and read and pray, and God will give you what you need. That's the miracle of this book. 
The only thing that lacking is our presentation of ourselves to it. Submitting ourselves to it. And you may be here today and, and you may say, you know, I'm, I'm getting in the Word. All of us have room for even greater access. Can you imagine what God could do? As if every believer in our nation, wow, spend as much time in God's Word as, as we do in checking the weather almost. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. You could go down and list and I'm not even going to begin. But if there was just a, if there was a, I have all these percentages. I was going to say, if there was a 50% increase of getting in the Word among believers, can you imagine? If there was a 25% increase, whatever it is, we ought to increase. I mean, we, we have been lulled to sleep in America because we didn't need God. I mean, we need God, but we don't really need Him because it's evident we're not going to the Word. And, and for us personally then, <clears throat> to lead our family, every kid ought to grow up knowing the number one thing to mom and dad is God's Word. Not because we tell them, although we should tell them that, but because they see it in our own life. And the reality is, this is, this is again, God speaking to us. I don't know where you're at, but I know every one of us, myself included, can have a greater hunger and thirst for righteousness. And that's the only thing that's going to prepare you for the days to come. That's the only thing that's going to bring a working of revival in our land. <clears throat> it's the only answer. In every revival, it's all centered on the Word of God. Prayer and the Word of God. And if nothing else, <clears throat> if you're not worried about revival in our land... If nothing else, <clears throat> for your own personal walk with God and someday that you're going to answer to God. You know, to stand before God and to hang our head in shame because we didn't love Him enough to love His Word. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, Rightly dividing the word of truth. The songwriter said, Speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. Take your truth. Plant it deep in us. Shape and fashion us in your likeness that the light of Christ may be seen today in our acts of love and our deeds of faith. Speak, O Lord, and fulfill in us all your purposes for your glory. Notice, speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. God is speaking, but are we listening? Heavenly Father, I pray that even right here with each of us here today, there would be a revival of Your Word in our lives.
Lord, I pray that we would repent from a casual, nonchalant, uh, maybe lackadaisical attitude to your word, or maybe just as a matter of habit, we just read and then go on our way. Lord, I pray that there would be a genuine repentance because we have neglected your word. Lord, to think that you've given us, that you speak to us, that you've given us your word and your spirit as believers dwells within us to to make your word come alive. God, I pray that we would truly find great joy in your word as we truly saturate in it. Lord, may we not be the same in our attitudes toward your word. And Lord, I pray if there are individuals here that really are questioning whether they are a child of you, Lord, I pray today they would settle that once and for all as they would say, God, I yield to you, I submit to you, I call upon you for the forgiveness of my sins and to be the master of my life. And Lord, I pray that there would be a, a renewed, a, a new desire for your word, Lord, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that we would desire the word as well. So, Lord, we desire you to minister <clears throat> through your word, and we know you will. You're faithful to it. So, Lord, help us to bring ourselves to it, to make whatever changes are necessary. We pray. While heads are bowed and 